Well, welcome to Worship God, the TGC Canada podcast. We love coming to you. This is a podcast about gospel worship, equipping and encouraging worship leaders, those who are involved in music and worship ministry at a local church, and worshipers. So whatever reason that you have to be here today, whether you're checking us out for the first time or you are a faithful tuner inner, we're so glad that you're here. With me today are my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Rob Brockman, who is the worship pastor at Living Hope Church in Georgetown, and Pat Sabell, currently in lockdown, worship pastor at Midtown Church in Vancouver. Guys, good to see you. How are you doing? Good to see you. Doing well, Jody. Well, we have, we've been journeying together for a number of months and uh, different hairstyles. Sometimes, you know, Pat, your hair is shorter. Rob, yours is currently longer. Mine stays the same. It is what it is. And God's grace, I won't lose any more. <laughs> but we've been, we've been journeying through seasons. We've come through the summer season and we're in the fall and moving quickly towards Christmas and Advent. And maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll talk about some Adventy things. It's always an exciting time of year. We continue to, to navigate, Pat, the uh, situation that you folks are dealing with. Tell us just a little bit about uh, kind of in your church plant, what you've been progressing towards and what you just found out on the West Coast. Yeah, it's been super exciting. With uh, we, we were uh, doing three gatherings at 50, 50 at a time. So very encouraged that the early days of, of pre-launch, we're seeing like 150 people come out mm. to our gatherings. But um, yeah, just last week, we got the news that all gatherings were to be be shut down uh, and they're saying two weeks but um, that's just so that everybody doesn't despair I'm sure we're, mm. we're probably on lockdown for a while for his cases I think there was almost a thousand here in BC yesterday so yeah just trying to figure out again uh, this is a you don't normally plant the church not only in, locking down churches yeah you don't normally plant the church in a pandemic uh, so I'm just figuring out the, the new reality and how, you know, with these potentially 150 to 200 people, because we haven't seen a lot of their children yet, uh, how, how we're going to uh, care for these people and, and, and launch the church January 25th, Lord willing. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, as I hear your story, I feel like we're right back to where we were. Back in March, April, May, at least in Ontario anyway, where we were going mm-hmm. from something to something quite modified. So, mm-hmm. well, pray for, pray for Pat and the 150 people plus that are gathering and excited to start a new work. I have a friend who's launching a church December the 6th in central Phoenix, downtown Phoenix, and they've been gearing up for months like you guys have to launch this church. And so, yeah, we're in this together, brother. So God bless yeah. you as you continue to navigate the joys and the frustrations of this. Uh, thanks, guys. And Rob, we're, we're excited today because we're really focusing this uh, next couple of sessions, episodes on the whole issue of the birth of a worship song and the creation mm-hmm. of a worship song. And it's exciting that you came to, to us a number of months ago with an idea, something that was not just an idea, but that had significant shape and thought and process and, and just content already. And you invited us into that. So we're going to spend today talking about the birth of a worship song that started with you. And you invited us into this process as brothers. So we're going to talk today about your story of why the song was born, where it came from, and, and why you decided to reach out to two strangers, or almost strangers at the time. So why don't you take us, just give us a little, go to the end, and just say, what, what is this song called that we're specifically talking about? And then just give us a, a background on how this song started. 
Yeah, so we actually released the song a couple of weeks ago. It's called um, How Long Till That Day. And uh, it's a song of lament that was birthed um, kind of very similarly in the same kind of conversation that, you know, Pat's just talking about. We had been churches in lockdown now for a couple months and uh, and we had kind of been processed. How is church going to look in this? And what what is it? How long is this going to be? Like, how long until we get to meet back together? And there were a lot of these sorts of questions kind of floating around. And I remember when this first hit, it was like, oh, it's a couple of weeks. You know, we'll be back in no time. But then when we started this podcast, I believe it was in May. Um, I think our first episode, maybe late April. And at that point, we we had realized this is going to be quite some time that this is happening. And it was from that, that kind of feeling of, um, man, this sucks. Can't meet with God's people. Isolation. That I started looking into more in-depthly into this idea of lament and started teaching on it, started thinking about it. And I remember in our very first episode, I believe, or our second episode, I think it was our first episode, we were talking about how can worship leaders lead in this time. And what I talked about in that episode was, well, lament. Lament is a way that we can equip our church how to process what we're going through. And, uh, and after that episode, I had written these little verses, and we actually have talked about this on the podcast a few times. If you go back to some of our early episodes, we'll actually talk about the fact that we're doing this. And um, I had had these four, uh, these ideas kind of based out of Psalm 13 and Psalm 41, um, these lament Psalms just about how long, like how long, you know, oh, look at, look at the sin of my life. Look at the sorrow I'm feeling. Look at the grief. How long, Lord, until that day that you come and you just make all this right. And um, yeah, I had, I knew that you guys had both written songs. I knew you had both published songs and I hadn't. I've done a lot of songwriting kind of informally and kind of in an amateurish way. Um, and I had kind of presented this to a couple other people and they're like, cool, but it didn't really go anywhere. And so I thought, you know what? We had just kind of started building a friendship and we were talking about lament and it seemed inappropriate. And so that's kind of the genesis of where it came from. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of a real longing and a real sorrow over where the pandemic had taken us and a grief that I couldn't meet with the people of God. And lament just was the balm that was soothing my wounds and was calming my heart. And so that's why I brought it to you guys. That's really where it kind of came from. I don't know what your guys' experiences, what, you know, experience was when I first brought it to you. Maybe we can talk about that. What were your guys' thoughts when I kind of presented these four verses? Uh, I think anytime somebody, you know, sends me something or uh, is reaching out, I think that's uh, awfully humble. Um, you know, often we as songwriters, we, we think of ourselves as uh, maybe more highly than we ought or we, like, you know, our stuff is better. Um, I think a hundred times at least I thought I've written a shout to the Lord song and, and was quickly um, someone communicated that no, it's, it's not even close to a shout to the Lord. Um, uh, so, so I just, I felt it was really humble, Rob, of you to, you know, Hey guys, here's a song I've, I've written, um, you know, poke holes in it. 
um, any thoughts. Uh, and then I think just the process of just starting to listen to it, um, giving you feedback and all along, that's, that's always a difficult thing for, for artists, for musicians to, to hear. Uh, and I think we'll talk about that more, but um, I, I just thought it was humble. I thought it was a, there was a lot of good stuff, good bones, I like to say, that you had there. And I think collaborative songwriting, guys getting their heads together sometimes is, is you can take a song that's a good song and you can make it a great song with, with the help of others. So I, I, think that's, I think that's how the Lord, Lord used your humility to, 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 to get me and Jody, who I feel like an amateur as well, <laughs> Uh, so I was glad to join your your club and and work with you on the song, the Jody. Rob, the Rob Club. We're going to call it the Rob Club. <laughs> what was that? What was that Rob? Bringing a like a lament to you guys because that you know I don't know how many laments you guys have written. I know you, Jody and Levi Denbach, wrote one, but um, I believe right. But but like this idea of lament this isn't a common thing what was your thought when i'm like hey i got guys i got this very niche topic here mm -hmm. i think my initial reaction to you was i would use the word honored when someone presents something that's artistic i like i like to think of it's you know you've birthed you've birthed something and depending on the level that it is when you give it away or you offer it to somebody it's it's fully formed or there's a genesis or there's an idea it could be a an initial idea it could be a line it could be a word or it could be and you had your idea was pretty formed you had a melody you had a lot of text you had a lot of words so it it came out of you to us quite in, a, in an advanced state and as we'll talk about we took a long time to take what was a lot of good stuff and as i like to say we took a song and we cut it and spliced it and pasted and cut it and spliced and pasted dozens and dozens of times. So that people could actually see what we started with versus, you know, versus what ended up, they could see all the splicing and changes. And, and we thought about every part of this song. So that's where it ended up going. But my reaction initially was I was honored that you would present this tender idea, you know, because as artists, we're not sure if this is a great idea this is a, you know, as Pat was just saying, I think this is a great, great idea, a great song. And we humbly say, guys, here's what I've got. I don't know if there's something good here. Is there something that we can do together on this? And so there's a humility, but it was honored, an honor for me to be invited into the process. And I can just say at, at the beginning and at, at the outset that I have grown in relationship with you guys through it. I have grown personally in my understanding of songwriting. And I think... Ultimately, the song, as, as Pat said, has become a much better song because of us collaborating. And even, you know, the fact that you had this great song, we added pieces that you wouldn't have thought of. And even our suggestions to you helped you to think differently about the song, which made you a better collaborator yourself. I just came from a, from a couple hours with a, a couple of guys who were doing their MDiv. They're studying to be pastors and learning how to preach. And we are actually taking an hour and a half to two hours a week to talk about each other's sermons, to evaluate and to help each other with our manuscripts. And I think there's a parallel. So why do we do that? Why do we come together as more than just one brain and one idea? Well, we come because somebody else sees something that I can't see. Someone else speaks into something that I haven't thought of. And it ends up that the sermon or the song 
is going to be much better. It's going to be a letter grade or two or three above where I might bring it to because of the input of other people. And I was going to ask you, just in case there's somebody who maybe isn't clear on what a lament is, yeah, you've hinted at it, you know, we're in a tough time. Tell us what, what sure. your, your working definition of a lament is. Well, lament, um, you can look at the Psalms and about 56 of the Psalms are laments-ish. Um, around half of the Psalms are laments. And what they are is essentially, <clears throat> and Psalm 13, if you want to just open your Bible, go look at Psalm 13. It's a very good example of a lament. Um, a lament is a place where we pour out our sorrow and our grief to God. We are vulnerable and authentic with our pain and our struggle. But we then allow the promises and the faithfulness and the eternal hope as believers that we have to then answer our own pain and comfort our own pain. So lament is not simply complaining. It doesn't just end with complaining. Lament actually uh, is a is a way for us to be really authentic with how we're feeling. Yes, to complain almost. But where it turns from complaining is then we actually end up declaring God's faithfulness, declaring that God will act. And we describe our pain to God. We, we you know, declare then his goodness, his faithfulness, and then we depend on him to help us. And that's, that's really the, the key kind of form of lament that you see throughout the Bible. It's, it's a place where we can really come to know the promises of God, come to know the, the hope of eternal life and the hope of the gospel in a profound way in our pain. And it's, as we all know, it's not a common, um, it's not common in worship services and Christian mm -hmm. gatherings to do this. And so this was the exciting thing for me about all of a sudden this lament coming forward was I thought there's a real opportunity here to, to bless my church with something in this hard time. Um, something that can really help them process what they're feeling and give, maybe give voice to stuff that they're feeling that they don't know how to, how to say. And then also just encourage them with just such wonderful, wonderful hope. And I want to explore the fact that when we read in the Bible, a number of the Psalms, they, are, they have um, superscriptions, they have introductions. Pat, I want to ask you, how as a, as a reader, as a student of worship, as a, as a worshiper, when you read something about a psalm, when it was written, why it was written, what does that do for you? Just understanding that songs are birthed oftentimes in certain situations and specific experiences of life. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's an identifying with that, and I think some of the the best songs out there uh, that we sing and worship, um, especially when they're speaking of of Jesus who he is and what he's done there's a there's an identifying with with that reality that i am what i am today i'm standing here in the congregation i'm 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 a son or a daughter of god because of what christ has done <clears throat> and so i think you know a good song when you're singing that song when you're when you're both your heart and your mind is engaged with the truth of that song uh, it has it has a uh, an amazing ability to to just have a great impact in our soul, mm -hmm. um, and I think good songs that that preach the gospel to our soul self. You know, you think of uh, Psalm forty two. Why are you cast down, O my soul? You know, put your hope in God. Um, the reality of every one of us uh, going through this pandemic. <laughs> Is, is had days, if not weeks and months of 
the temptation for our soul to be downcast. Um, you know, you hear about pastors struggling in their in pastoral ministry right now. I mean, there's there's a new normal that we've just had to we're constantly shifting and adjusting and and changing. Um, but but something that never changes, never needs to be adjusted, never shifts is the hope that we have in Christ. And so, you know, a song like like How Long Till That Day, you know, it's 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 crying out, how long shall I wait? How long will you be still? Sorrows, toils, ills prevail. I need you to be my strength. You know, tears like rain fall to the floor. One of one of the great lyrics that, that Rob did, cries like tempest crash the shore. You know, the cry, Savior, come and rescue me. Um, and, 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 then, and then to turn with that course, you abound in, in steadfast love. This yeah. is what I know to be objective and outside of me in spite of my, 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 my crying out and saying, God, where are you? It feels like, you're, feels like you're changing things up too much right now for me, and I don't know where you are. I, I, I can't. I don't know your nearness. You are strong to save. You are faithful to your promise. Worthy is your name. So, you know, I think a good song uh, has the power to, to uh, help us see the hope uh, of, of Christ in it. And, and it, it, it's, it's good for our souls. <laughs> it's good for the church to sing songs like this in, a pan, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of getting news that we just got faced with a, a cancer diagnosis or being faced with the news of, you know, a child is, is fallen ill or, you know, our job, we just lost our job, whatever it is. Uh, these songs uh, remind us of, yes, the world is not as it should be. The world is broken. I am broken. The effects of sin on me and the way that my sin has affected others. But in spite of this, this, this outside of us truth that this is who God is. And this is what who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. That's what we need to sing about in these times. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think of you in the song, It Is Well. Like, is this is the famous, like, when you hear the story of Horatio Spafford and North Spafford and, and the song that he wrote and what it came from, Mm-hmm. Your heart, and that's why I love sometimes when you go on YouTube and you can get these little song stories mm-hmm. where yeah. the artist will talk about, yeah, I was reading this text, going through this in my life, and then this is where the song came from. You, when you sing that song the next time, it just, yeah, like Pat's saying, mm-hmm. it just changes your perspective and your heart kind of resonates more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so lament certainly also, because typically that's going to be born out of uh, a hard time, uh, does that especially when we hear man what was going on in their hearts when we wrote that yeah you know songs have birthdays so this was a 2020 this was born in 2020 in covid and that yeah. will always be true of this song mm-hmm. yeah so you know how great thou art was written by a swedish pastor in a thunderstorm in a field yeah. somewhere where he was <laughs> scared scared to death because lightning struck and he was blown away with the awesome power of god mm-hmm. that will always be true of that song as you said about it as well with my soul and so this song is marked by by covid and mm-hmm. waiting and wondering and the, the crying out. Yeah. Just like David's writing when he's in a cave or he's on the run. And you yeah. go, okay, I love that song. And it, I love those lyrics in the psalm. And it sits by itself. But knowing the backstory is, is amazing because I think what it does is it, it roots the song in our real life experience. Right. Yeah. And that's how earthy God is. That's how 
he'll, you know, how imminent he is. He's, he's close by. He, he's with us in COVID. So when we write a song in COVID, we're saying, God, we, we know you're in this with us. You're above it, but you're in it with us. And we can respond right in the muck and the mud of this, this time we're living in. And I think what it does is it just reminds us that God is, is big and sovereign, but he cares specifically about what we go through. And if there's a takeaway for me, it's that I think in lots of seasons of life, we should be responding in, in ways that are real to the situation we find ourselves in. That could be that we journal. Yeah. You're journaling out of your time in the word. You're journaling out of a life event. You're journaling or you're writing a song in the midst of a celebration or a disappointment or a tragedy. And how yeah. God uses those times may be beyond you or beyond us to your church or, or you know, a greater body. And yeah. one of the things that we talked about early on with this song was we don't know where the song's going to go, but if nothing else, it's a song that we can use personally for our, our worship, our devotional life as a prayer where our churches can use on a wider scale, or if the church in a, in a more expanded way can sing the song, mm-hmm. then uh, God, you know, be glorified in using that. I really think that, and we're going to get into this more in our next kind of conversation about this, but I do think it's a pastoral thing. It can be. It can be a very pastoral thing to write a song for your church to sing because of something it's going through. That's mm-hmm. how songs are written like the you know where people wrote songs all the hymns that we know they didn't just spring up out of the ground like somebody wrote them in response to scripture in response to situation and declaring truth and we sing them now in our churches so i think that as as a songwriter the goal unless i'm just writing you know some artists just write ccm songs and they're kind of bubble gum and they're just good to encourage people but if you're writing hymns to sing in your church songs to help teach to help edify the body and to build up the body um i then think that you know it can be very pastoral to to use life experiences of your church to try to write music and and it may not be good and and it may get skewered like many of my songs have because it's just not good enough to sing in church. But I think the impulse is good, which is what always keeps me going back to the pen and paper and to grab my guitar or my piano because the impulse is to bless, to edify the body and to encourage them. And that also helps me when I get criticism on the lyrics or criticism on the melody because my goal isn't, well, I wanted you to like my song. My goal is I want to sing, I want the church if I'm writing this for that purpose, I want the church to sing it. So it's got to, it's got to fit the mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, <clears throat> I always say, you know, God gives you songs and sometimes it's for you in your closet. Um, you just, you're with the Lord and you sing it and you're moved, you're encouraged, you love him more. Um, and you play it for someone else and they go, ah, uh, you know, and then other times you'll, you'll write a song and it's for your church specific um, and then other times, you know, he could give you a song. And uh, I always say, you know, if, the, if just especially for songwriters out there, if you're writing songs, sometimes people get so worked up about, I need to get my stuff out there. People need to hear my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just say, be faithful in, in, in songwriting. Uh, and if you've got a great song, the Lord will take that great song and it'll go to the nations. Um, and if he wants you to just sing it in your private prayer closet or he wants you to sing it, you know, in your church specific, um, then, then rejoice in that. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think it's, it's important that we, we just be faithful 
to, to what the Lord gives us to write and to, um, you know, and I, I always pitch it to somebody and I think we need to be uh, prepared to hear as uh, somebody say, somebody, uh, lots of people say, and you should never say this, but lots of people say, I, I, I wrote a song that, that the Lord gave to me. The Lord helped me write this song. And I'll usually say that once I've heard it, if the Lord gave you, it would have been a lot better song than it is. Um, so I don't, I don't win. For, I, don't, I, I don't win friends and influence people that way. Um, Truthful honesty. There you go. Um, well, I, I would typically do that with people I'm close with, but I think there is a, there is a temptation to, to want to make it more spiritualize the whole process a bit more. You know, but I think mm -hmm. in the end, we should just be saying, hey, what are your thoughts on this? I, I wrote this song. Any ideas of how it could be better, how it could improve? Um, mm -hmm. that, that's always the, the posture we want to have. And Rob, you did such an outstanding job at that. And, and we were able to come alongside you. And, and I think what, what, what the song is today is, is the evidence of three guys that, that, you know, said, I like this. I don't like that. I think this could be better. And through the whole thing, you just, your hands were like this, just saying, guys, let's, let's, let's work together and try to make it a song. I remember early on you guys going like, okay, Rob, well, this is your song. So here's some comments. And like, you were being very tentative with me. And I think it's because you're feeling me out. Like, okay, is this a guy who really wants my thoughts or is this somebody who just wants to be, you know, their shoulders padded kind of thing? very early on guys i'm one third of this thing that's the vision i have I, I want this to be something that we all work on and that permission giving i think is very important if you're going to be writing a song you know making sure that the, the other people first of all i got to be real with myself you know am i actually look, looking to make the song better for collaboration or am i just looking to share it with you pat and just or jody and hope that you guys like it and and just kind of really, it's an ego thing. For me, it was truly was, I think we have an opportunity here to bless the people of God, whether it goes, whether it's just our three churches or there's churches beyond. Our people need some of this language. There's not enough language like this in our worship. And so I think that helped set a ground of humility. And it also helped that I, you guys have more experience in this than I do. And so it was, that was easier for me also to kind of go to people a bit more down the line in songwriting and go, Hey, look, I'm not the pro. Uh, I write songs all the time, but I don't sing many of them because I don't think many of them are that good. So, you know, you guys helped me out. So I think laying out that humility early on helped us, um, especially with such an important thing, like an element, I really felt like I didn't want to ruin it by holding on, you know, too tightly. <laughs> And this song, Matt Redmond said that songwriting is both inspiration and perspiration. And Rob had a very, I would say, a quick inspiration. I think that came naturally to you. The melody came fast. The chorus came very quickly initially. But all that to say, you know, you don't want to romanticize the songwriting process. It wasn't like it just, you know, fell on our, our desk, ready to go. If people could know the number of conversations, Zoom calls, sessions, back and forth, emails, versions, additions, there was an, an awful lot of perspiration. And, yeah. you know, times when we would, we would even hit walls and go, I don't know, let's leave this for a couple of weeks. Or let's come back to it. You know, and we would be at maybe in different places in terms of a lyric or a line or a, a mm -hmm. metaphor. And we'd come back and, you know, and so there was both great inspiration for the song and there was a lot of perspiration. Yeah. And 
not all songs are born like that. Some come kind of a complete package with just a few tweaks. And you hear stories about that. And some come that take days, weeks, months, and even years to complete. And I think they, they're all over the spectrum on that. You know, God has, a, God has a specific plan for each song. And this was a privilege to be, to be working on this one. And we actually wrote this over probably, what, four, four months, four and a half months? Yeah, something like that. It was a long time. Yeah. And it, it was a lot of work. So let's just jump to the end because before we finish up today, I want people who have been listening to our conversation to actually be able to hear the song and to enjoy it and experience it. And because we want you to come back next time and we're gonna talk about that song specifically about the mechanics. We wanna let you in on the, on, uh, into our room, into our sessions. We wanna let you into the process, the things that we worked through and some of the challenges that we faced uh, to come to the end. It's, it's good to talk about the end product and we wanna let you see what some of the process was. So the song was finally written. We finally agreed on a lyric. We finally agreed on instrumentation. We found someone who would record what we thought at the time would be a demo to to put the song into a musical context. Pat had connections with mixing and mastering, and we got all of that done. And even that was its own set of phases and back and forth. That that didn't come quickly. Mm -hmm. And if, if anyone listening has written a song and recorded it, you'll know that that's even a process itself, mechanically Mm -hmm. getting it done. But then was the great day that we got to share it with the public. So uh, Pat and Rob, you've both seen, we have two versions as far as I can see out in the internet. There's a lyrical version that Rob did with uh, water, streaming water, (laughs) very nice background. And Pat, um, you folks have put together a still background with the same, same melody. So talk about just the launch of the finished product and um, what, what we were hoping to do as we, we launched this song. For me, um, it was actually a real battle of expectation because, you know, you labor for six months over something and you, we, as we did guys, we fine tuned lyrics and we were really, we wanted every single, we wanted this song to be meaningful. We didn't, we didn't just want to kind of half hazardly throw it out there. So put a lot of work into it. And so for me, I think, and this had never happened before, but when it was launched, I had, I had to really manage my expectations and just like Pat was talking about earlier, just go, you know, Lord, whatever you want to do with this thing, um, do it. And even if it's just, you know, my friends that hear it and we sing it at my church, couple times and I pull it out of the drawer now and then when there's a hard season and it works um, in the liturgy, like, great, I got to be okay with that. And I think that that is a, is a hard thing. And I, and I often see a lot of younger guys who are trying to write songs and, and, and you know, kind of get their name out there. It's almost like I can kind of tell when they're trying to micromanage and control the process and get access and get a voice as opposed to just, hey, offering out there, wonder if this will be a blessing to you guys. And even the reason that we are, we're not doing this just to promote our song. We're really trying to help those of you listening in terms of how to actually go about writing music. And that's our heart really. (laughs) And so I think for me, it was battling that. Let, let, let me not turn this into a pride thing. Let me not turn this into a hope and expectation thing that I this better go somewhere or do something with it. You know, I, that was my battle when it came out. Um, and, but then also it was just an incredible 
a joy to see it kind of realize and to see it out there and have some of my friends sharing it on Facebook and seeing people comment. Wow. So I had, uh, my dad told me that he was on the phone with a guy who um, from the States who he had shared it with. And the guy was weeping on the phone, just talking about how it administered him in his battle with sin and how he resonated with lament because he just daily is fighting sin and it just the hope that it gave him. And I'm, you know, cliche there. I wrote it for that dude. I'm happy. You know, like yeah. pray, what, what, a, what a wonderful thing that he has done to encourage that guy with that. So now that's where I'm at after a little battling of, yeah. oh, I hope this goes somewhere. You know, now I'm just like, man, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm grateful to God. Yeah. And we write songs, uh, you know, that, that hope, hopefully have, uh, a, a shelf life, a long shelf life. You're just talking about how great thou art, or um, it is well with my soul. It would be amazing that the Lord would take this song, and it, it's a, it's a modern hymn. But you know, if people were singing it a hundred years from now, that would be uh, beyond our expectation. Um, <laughs> but it would be amazing. And so I think, you know, we we want to write songs that. Uh, that's that's just not a, a passing fad. I think this song has got a depth and a level. Until Jesus returns, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to lament, and there's mm -hmm. going to be days of real brokenness. And so we 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 hope that a song like this is is uh, it addresses our present reality. And when the pandemic's gone, something else will be there. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, and, and if I could just encourage songwriters out there, you know, if you, if you're writing songs, uh, and you're tuning in listening today, you know, one, maybe this is a bit of a plug Jody, but, uh, gospelcommonwealth.com, uh, is where, where, um, how long till that day is, is up there. You can get a, a core chart for free. You can listen to the song. And you know, like you said, they're on YouTube as well. Two videos, two lyric videos. Um, but if you're writing songs, we, we love to hear those songs. You can, you can, uh, there's a info or there's an email that you can uh, send in. Uh, that's a great place. If you're writing a good song, if you're humble, if you're open to, to tweaks and help, uh, we could, we could possibly help you make it a better song and could potentially record it and get it out for you as well. So we'd love to hear from you yeah. and, uh, and, and hoping that the Lord takes this song and uses it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the next thing to do now is for uh, our folks to, to do exactly that, to go to gospelcommonwealth.com, to go to YouTube, type in how long till that day and experience it and let God minister to you through it. Perhaps God would even, as you hear the song, lay it on your heart to share it with somebody who you know is going through a time of difficulty. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Pat, you know, the, the whole meta narrative of life is that Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you'll have trouble. Mm. You have good cheer. I've overcome the world. Mm. So this is going to be our theme, not just in 2020 or 21. This is, this is our journey. This is our journey song. Right. Uh, this is our journey motif. There's, we're in a troubled world. It's a hard thing, but we have the grace of God and we have that great hope and longing. Worthy is your name, Lord, how long till that day? That's how the song ends and share the song with somebody else who's struggling. We're going to come back again in two weeks. And we're, as I said, we're going to let you in on a why collaboration. We're going to talk about why bothering to write new songs. We're going to talk about the challenges that we went through, the joys that we experienced. 
and just talk about helping people as you think about collaborative songwriting. And uh, let us know if, if the song has been helpful to you. We'd love to hear your comments, how it ministers to you. So guys, I want to thank you uh, so much for your, your great discussion today. Thanks to, uh, to Wyatt and TGC Canada for allowing us to be here. And thank you, uh, men and women who are in the trenches writing songs and serving in your local churches, serving in music ministry, serving as, as worship leaders, worship pastors, worship musicians. God bless you all in what you do to continue to glorify the Lord and to encourage the body of Christ. So God bless you. We'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks for being with us.